Hey there, the Small Steps Living podcast is now an audio version of Small Steps TV. You can check out Small Steps TV on YouTube, my Facebook page, and of course, the smallstepsliving.com website. But you know, some of us don't have time to watch. So here is your chance to listen to the latest episode of Small Steps TV. Enjoy. Welcome to Small Steps Living, the The podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordaff, bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living, we're keeping it real. Kick back and And enjoy enjoy the show. show. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to... uh, this very amazing and exciting series of TV episodes where we are going to be talking about all the stories that are keeping you stuck and unhappy when you could be living a crazy, amazing life. So I promised I was going to do this live on Facebook too, or live on Instagram too. So let me just set that up you know, going live on on Insta. If you arrive, I would love to know that you are here and I hope that you are ready to dive deep because, guys, this this topic, it, it completely transformed my life and my intention with this series is for you not to have the same old stuff going around in your mind. I want to shift that. I want to massively shift it and I want you to feel freer and more purposeful in your life than you ever have before. Hey, Kristen, it's good to see you. Um, hey, Haley, um, come on in, say hello if you are here. Let me know that you're here and watching. Um, I just thought I would also go, uh, hang on. Um, oops. Okay. I'm just going to go, I'm just going live on Instagram as well. Um, so hopefully that connects. Um, hey Marie, great to see you. Okay. I'm live on Instagram. Um, so hopefully people will be joining me there. I am ready to be diving deep with you guys and we're going to be getting you unstuck tonight. Limiting beliefs, yes, Katie, yep, that would definitely be around the same kind of, um, (laughs) so you guys, that's my brother Mark and he's just said answer your phone. So that's really, no, bro, I'm not going to do that. So hey, Instagram, I'm really glad that you're here. We're going to be diving deep tonight on stories that keep you stuck because I want to completely reframe how you think I actually want you to get really conscious about the stories that you're telling yourself, things that you believe to be true that are massively holding you back in your life. So um, I don't have time. That's the worst story in your head that keeps you stuck. And Christy, that is such a prevalent story. I don't have any time. I don't have enough time to do this, which is a complete fabrication. (laughs) Total, like it's something you've totally made up in your head. We are actually diving into that story, particularly next week. But what we're doing tonight is that we're going to be diving into what I mean by stories and how to recognize them and a little process that you can do right like as soon as this finishes or as while I'm talking to start recognizing them 
for yourself so that you can begin shifting things. I, I want this to start something in you straight away. Um, hey, Instagram, I can see. Hey, Anissa, um, there's some few people watching over there. So that's awesome. Thinking of potential scenarios that haven't even happened yet. Yes. Um, uh, what else have we got here? Um, yeah, limiting bullets. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll dive into what I sort of believe stories are. So I thought what I'd do is just kind of begin with some of the ones that I have definitely told myself lots of times. I've got a tea here. Um, and it really, they are kind of like beliefs. So what it is, is things that are completely untrue <laughs> that we have taken to be true and we make decisions on the back of them and we um, and we we create a whole life on the back of all these stories that we might have gathered maybe from our childhood, uh, maybe from events that have happened and we have interpreted things in a specific way that someone else who was there watching the exact same thing might have a completely different interpretation, which makes you see like truth Mm, doesn't happen all that often. So things that I have thought are true about me, let's talk about like I am disorganised. It's a truth that I, I am messy. It's something that I have evidence of, but is it actually true or is it just a story I'm making up and I'm just repeating these ha um, habits? What about something like um, the story about you can't be healthy, like healthy means blah, like healthy means like I've got to be um, having, uh, I've got to be gluten-free or else I'm not healthy or I cannot have any junk food because any junk food, like if I have that, that means I'm unhealthy. Like those sorts of truths that we take to be a truth and it's actually complete fabrication. I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice about this. Most likely a story. So often we have a choice and we don't actually think we do. Okay, my brother is like heckling me saying you are quite messy, which I kind of am. Um, but this is the thing, like uh, it's actually my choice to be messy. I could choose to be tidy, but I choose to be messy. What we do, I'm not a morning person, a great one, Kristen. I'm not a morning person, aren't you? Or is the evidence just showing you so far that you're not? Um, things that we say, I'm good or at, I'm good at this or I'm bad at this. Like how often have we locked ourselves into specific jobs or roles because we're like, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not very good at that. I'm not good at managing people or I, I can't um, speak in public. So I just couldn't go for that. Uh, what happens when we actually recognize that's completely made up? Maybe you don't want to, but it doesn't mean you can't. Or it doesn't mean you couldn't create the skills um, in order to do that. Okay, now my brother's giving me a, a running commentary. I better go. Enjoy all. Awesome topic. Bro, you actually really need to listen to this. But anyway, um, uh, so this, this is what stories are. Stories are things that we've taken on as truths within ourselves. And I challenge you to think about Anything that you tell yourself you are, and I wonder like, if there's any truth to it. 
So what I wanted to say about that is that once we have internalized a story or a belief, we we start to act it out. Like we identify as that. Like I'm Lisa, I'm messy, I'm overwhelmed, everything's out of control in my life. Um, one story that I had for a really long time was I don't make the decisions for like our life with Nick. I'm just I just like going along with the flow, like wherever he's going, I'm happy to go. Like total story. Because when it came down to it, Last year, I made a decision to pack up and move us down to Melbourne. Um, He wasn't well. I'm like, okay, let's just do something about this. Went into a different mode. The way that I, like I've started to recognise stories, being able to look back, like things like I thought I had no choice about um, the time that I had to work as opposed to with my children. So the truth that I thought was that um, I need to be with the children three days a week and they can be in care two days. Anything else just is not acceptable. Complete fabrication, complete like something I'd made up in my head that I believed as a truth and then it kept me stuck, overwhelmed because I needed a little bit more time to work. And once I realised that actually, hang on, where is the truth coming from? Where did this story actually come from within me? Is this oh, hang on a minute, there are so many examples out there of people who are doing things completely differently to me. Does this actually feel right for me still? Or can my feelings towards this have changed by the time I had my third child? Hands up anyone who has three children or more and is like, a little bit of a different upbringing she's getting. Uh, People pleasing and failing. Failing is a complete story there is no such thing as failing like how could we actually be failing that's a really big story that I feel that I wrote down is like I'm letting everyone down I'm not doing anything well like what is your uh barometer for measuring doing something well at a particular stage of your life there is none so what are you measuring yourself against you're basically creating a story that keeps you feeling like shit because you've made up this idea of what um, of what like failing is <laughs> and doing well is, and you're just like never going to be able to do it. Oh, Katie's got three kids. She's hearing me. Yes. Um, realizing that these are choices really make acceptance easier. Yes people pleasing oh my gosh she's not going to like me if I do this or if I can't make it to that oh my god they're not going to ever invite me to anything ever again um if I'm not this way then no one will like me uh you know a big story that I've had for a really long time is like Lisa in full flight is just a bit too much so let's just tone it down Lisa uh tone it down what? Like, why Why should I do that? I, over the years, have just taken up these little hints that people sort of put out of, you know, like every single report or parent-teacher interview, like Lisa talks too much in class. Um, uh, you know, I've had um, boyfriends who were just like, if you could just tone it down a little. Um, 
uh, all sorts of things. There's been so much evidence. Like um, I was really into public speaking at school. Like that's not particularly cool. So that's like more evidence that the things that I like or the things that I'm good at, they're not, they're not, it's actually not cool to be Lisa. So what has ended up happening, and I'm sure, and someone just said here, um, yes, okay, one of my stories was it has to be perfect until, right. Um, what we say to ourselves is we believe, yes, okay, um, I have to be perfect. So me trying to please everybody else and just kind of tone myself down has meant that I've been playing really small in lots of different areas of my life. I, I temper myself. I try to be a little less Lisa. And what I'm realising is that that's just, that's so terrible. <laughs> like I didn't come onto the earth and neither did you to not be the fullest expression of ourselves. And yet so many of us, have these stories going on in my mind. The perfection one is a huge one because perfection isn't real. Like perfection is absolutely an illusion. Perfection is something that you've made up. No one is perfect. Everyone is just perfect, if you know what I mean. So whatever's happening right now, it's happening perfectly. You don't have to change. Nothing has to be different. But we have created these unrealistic expectations for ourselves that just keep us feeling really really crappy that keep us feeling like we're sudden we're not up here so the story the story is you're not good enough you're not worthy you're not you're just not enough try a bit harder you're letting everyone down what against what against this image of perfection that's it that's an illusion because perfection isn't real like that picture that you've got of the way things you should be doing things the way your parents you you should be parenting your children the type of food you should be eating the way your house should look it's a myth you're making it up and the story that you're not doing it perfectly is robbing you of a happy life no offense I'm just saying it um is what I have found <laughs> I'm starting to get a little bit ranty um uh, Louisa said, my story was it has to be perfect until I did your course and found when is okay, good enough, right? So Louisa's done the Small Steps Back to You program. Um, and Alicia said she played her, herself small for so long. I think so many of us do this because we internalise stories. We pick up all these stories over our lifetime that we're kind of not quite right. You know, there's something wrong with us, essentially. And what ends up happening is we make decisions, like we make big decisions about um, our, like what we should study or not study, like what we're capable of in the world based on these little bits of interpretations, because that's all they are, interpretations of things, what, of what people said, and we've internalised them and made them our truth. And then suddenly we're making decisions about our life based on something that's not even true. So how many of us actually know who we are and what we want and where we're going? How many of us can strip away this stuff to actually find out who we really are without all these stories, which are just basically baggage holding us back? So um, uh, George has just said, wow, um, amazingly perfect timing. I've been feeling like that this week. And you know what? I really do think that this is something that so many of us, like when the light bulb went off for me, that 
basically everything I believe about myself or that I believe to be true about my world is just really something that is a story that I've made up and stayed committed to 100% in my marriage. And if you're wondering why I'm looking here, I've got Instagram going as well on live and I've also got Facebook going. Um, And what I've found is that, uh, like, we not only have stories about ourselves, but then we create stories about other people and we we think that they're true. And if we're not careful, we don't allow the people around us to evolve just like we're evolving, which is not very good, um, is what I've found. So I'm just going to, uh, what I want to do for you is I want to take you through a little bit of a process. Right, I don't want to take up all your time tonight. I just wanted to, um, I wanted to come in. I wanted to ground this conversation because over the next few weeks, we're going a bit deeper on some of the particular stories, how to recognize them, how they might be playing out in your life, and what the frig to do about them. Um, so, mm, committed to the make believe stories, right, Kim? Like we just we just lock ourselves in our stories, and we just like we just we just play stuff out. It's absolutely true. Um, Hours and hours on decisions and planning, stealing valuable time from myself. Oh, yes. Decision-making. I mean, I can't make decisions. I'm not good at making decisions. What? Like, surely you wake up in the morning and decide to have a shower. That's all I'm saying. Um, Okay, so I'm looking at my notes here. Um, how do we recognize the story? We, we know that most everything is an, everything is an interpretation. So remember that show. I cannot remember any Aussies watching. What was that? What was that series that, um, it had Alex Dimitriadis, it had, um, Melissa, my gosh, what's her name? Um, and it was about the, the slap. Was it called the slap? When, remember that guy slapped the person and it was, the whole thing was just about everybody's different interpretations of that one event. Um, uh, I wonder if you can remember that show and I know that there is a bit of a lag. So think about that show, how one event happened, just story, 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 based on what's coming internally um, and we the slap yes right that's basically what's happening all the time in our lives like we're 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 seeing the same things we think that our version is the truth and I'll use an example of this like this plays out in my marriage all the time where I'll be like we'll both see something happen with the kids or an event will happen in the house Nick will see it from one side I'll see it from the other side and neither one of us is wrong. We've just got different interpretations. And when we can start to actually accept that and go, oh, yeah, I can see how you see it like that. Like I don't need to be right about this. Like giving up the need to be right is so freeing. I don't need to be right. I can just see that your story is that, my like your interpretation is that, my interpretation is that. I can see how we both individually came to that. Okay, cool. Don't need to fight about it. Don't don't need to. Absolutely not worth my time and effort. So if we recognize that everything is an interpretation, right? So think like 
Um, oh, wow. Um, that Facebook Live was so bad. Um, no one arrived. No one commented. Um, this was one of the worst things I've ever done is a total story because can you see that maybe there was a glitch in the technology? Can you see that maybe people were just sitting there listening and didn't feel the need to comment? Can you see that um, one Facebook Live not being super commented on or, or watched should not um, it should not be like the value of my worth and whether I should keep showing up because maybe the next one will help people. Can you see how we can just like give ourselves a, a, a pass or fail based on complete and utter interpretation and stories? So if that's the case, if we are just interpreting events, internalizing them, making them mean something for ourselves, because that's what we do, we're meaning-making creatures, so we just want to make meaning out of something that's happened, and we can actually choose a story that works for us, that actually makes us feel better, why wouldn't we do that? If everything is a story, and I have a Facebook Live that just kind of just peters out, like no one watches, and I feel like crying afterwards because it's pretty much the most amazing stuff I've ever said in my life, and, and the Facebook algorithm doesn't put it out there for everybody to see. And I feel bitter and disappointed and... Should I tell myself a story that I should just give up? Like, just Lisa, stop this. It's not worth your time. You're embarrassing yourself. Just quieten down. Like, everyone told you you talk too much. See, everyone's sick of you. Should I take on that story? Should I take on that interpretation? Or should I take on the interpretation of, whoa, what went on today? Maybe, maybe I missed the mark. Right, I'm going to have to try this again because I know this can help people. So I'm just going to give it another shot. Which story actually serves my greater good? The second one. So if we're making up stories, so that story of um, it has to be perfect, which is just like the worst. If we change that story, which I have done because I'm not huge on perfection, to saying um, I... You know, like I often tell myself in my mind, I'm like, you're doing so great. You're doing so great. Why not tell myself I'm doing great? If I'm never going to live up to an expectation of perfection that doesn't even exist, why not change the story? Why not just say, I'm doing really great. Gee, that was a hard day. Or next time I'm going to do, I'm going to attack that like this. <laughs> I've learned a lesson here. Or am I going to just kind of go, oh, what a failure, failure, Lisa, you're so shit. Which one am I going to do? We get to choose the stories, you guys. We actually choose them. You are choosing to repeat stories about yourself or about the world around you or the people around you. And I wonder if it's serving you. Is it? Or is it not? I would love you to tell me. What are the stories that play out in your mind all the time? That whenever you, you're playing them out, you actually feel like poop. So here's how I want you to recognize your stories. If your stories, if you if you're still like, what's she actually talking about? Uh, hello, Instagram. 
Hello, Facebook. Just letting you know you're both on. Here's what we do. Think about something that you believe to be true about yourself. So something that you believe to be true. So I'm going to do the old um, Lisa's messy. Like I'm just a person who is just not a tidy person, right? So I believe that to be true. So then you ask yourself, like, is this true? Is this, like, is this a truth? Is this one of those things that's just like I have blue eyes? Yeah, I've got blue eyes, but I'm messy. Um, is, there, is that an actual truth? Sure, there's past history that would prove that I would might be a messy person, but is it a truth? Like, uh, hi, I'm Lisa. I'm a human and I'm messy. Like, is that a truth? And then if you're like, yeah, it is, this is a truth. This is what's going on. This is who I am or this is the situation. What I would like you to ask yourself is what proof do you have that that is true? Do you have proof? Do you have proof that you're imperfect? How can you prove your imperfection? Like prove it to me. I need evidence. Show me your imperfection. Right? And if you're still like, yeah, I can because I forgot the money for the Father's Day stall for my kids and they couldn't buy him anything. Imperfect. I'd be like, <laughs> no, bring something else because, like, that just actually makes you human. Um, the Insta sound is very crackly. Oh, poopy. It's not picking it up. Maybe my computer's overloaded because I'm doing it on Facebook or maybe my, um, my Wi-Fi is not doing it very well that's sorry Amanda sorry Insta um hopefully it's okay over here on Facebook and you can hear me okay let me know so after this I I want you to ask yourself if someone was presented with the information that you've just given about the proof that of something would they agree with you would someone else be like yeah you know would like that is it true that at any other time something else has been true? This is the other thing. Like there are times when I am absolutely not messy. You have know, really tried to stay committed to putting my clothes away. Perfect here on Facebook. Thanks for letting me know, Alicia. Um, there are so many times when I have, I actually really appreciate being tidy. I like everything being put away. So maybe I could just work on the consistency of that or, um, maybe I just need to communicate certain like certain things to Nick about what I've been able to get to and what I haven't. Uh, Carly just said my Facebook sound was doing that also. I just closed and opened it back up and sound was okay. Yay. Um, okay, thanks, guys, for letting me know. So what I want you to think about is whether, like, would someone else agree with you? Like if you were, if you were like in a court of law and you were trying to prove your imperfection or I'm trying to prove my messiness they'd be like is there any other time when things haven't been this way and you're like well yeah I mean I can I can absolutely be tidy it's just that oh most of the time maybe I'm choosing not to prioritize tidiness because I'm more interested in doing Facebook lives instead of maybe putting away the <laughs> all of the washing that's there keeping it very real instagram i'll show you too how does this play into body image not skinny enough total bs rebecca skinny enough versus what like who's creating the you should be this 
Like what is your barometer for what is skinny enough? Um, I absolutely think that we hold ourselves to, once again, these images of perfection. What's wrong with right now? What's wrong with um, where you are absolutely right now? Because what you are, like, I, I think we put so much importance on on the way that we look. We're kind of missing the point of life. Now, I get um, weight loss for health reasons and all that sort of thing. But you guys, like, I'm just, I am the weight that I am. I don't think about my weight very much at all. And, you know, for people who've seen me, it's so funny when I do live events, everyone's like, wow, you're taller than I thought you would be. I don't know if I look short right now, um, but I'm like 170 centimetres or something like that. So I'm like a good size 12. And uh, if it looks anything different, it's, it's a lie. And, I, I mean, I, uh, I feel like um, we put so much, um, it's my son, 9 o'clock. Tomorrow morning is going to suck was what I said in my mind. Story. Tomorrow morning doesn't need to suck. And no matter how he is, doesn't need to change the way I feel. I'm responsible for my own happiness. And I'm responsible for me waking up fresh and then being able to deal with whatever comes to me. I think I was talking about, I've totally lost my train of thought. Um, I just want to show this here. Shauna just said, she's mind blown. I'm not a morning person, yet this morning I had an appointment and was up at 6am. Can do it, choosing not to. Right? Right? Like, this is no joke. We give ourselves these like yeses and nos. I am this, I am not this. And it's all made up. So think about all the things that you say to yourself that you take as true. Over the next little while, I want you to think about, I want you to think about whether, um, oh, hang on, self-image. Right. So self-image. So like I just feel like I'm here on this earth. And uh, am I going to spend all my time thinking about all of the wrinkles that are appearing, like a lot of wrinkles? Am I going to think about the fact that, um, like, my, 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 I'm squashier or squishier or I'm kind of getting these weird dimples right here in my arm that's making me feel like, old um am I going to spend my time worrying about that because I don't know about you guys but I just feel like surely life is more than that surely we've let the time where we're obsessed with how we look and we put ourselves down every day because of the size we are surely we've passed that time surely that that had its moment in history that time and if all it is is just a calling for you to just get back to eating good, wholesome food and just doing the best you can, awesome. But if it's if it's something that you are now telling yourself every single day to make yourself feel shit about yourself, are you going to let that take over your brain? Or are you going to just get on with your good self and do the work that you were here to do in the world, love the people you were meant to love in the world, love yourself more than anybody else, this is so ridiculous, you guys. 
we are at the point where we need to grow up and and get older and start accepting ourselves. I am 39 in September and I just am choosing to not engage with those stories in my head anymore. We choose our thoughts. We, We choose our thoughts. So, like, I am not my thoughts. All those thoughts our illusions, they're stories we're telling ourselves. And we can choose to tell ourselves different ones. I can choose to look at myself in the mirror and go, oh, all right, here we are. This is it. You know, the amount of times I have apologized for my body, it's a joke. And I don't want to do it anymore. And all it is, is a story that's keeping me stuck and unhappy. And it And if it is for you too, you get to choose. You choose whether you hold on to that. I don't care what you see. You choose. Um, uh, um, My morning does not need to suck just because his mood might. Totally. I'm responsible for my mood, not him. I... I have a family of three children and a husband. If I am, if if my happiness depends on them feeling happy all the time, then I'm basically never going to be happy. <laughs> like someone's always a bit off. You know, we do have our lovely times together, but like you're responsible for your happiness. No one else. No circumstance can make you feel anything. You, that feeling is coming because you're thinking thoughts around that feeling like I just thought the thought oh my god tomorrow morning is gonna suck we've got visitors in the house he's obviously been keeping like there's four kids in the room okay it was optimistic um and uh now I'm like oh he's gonna be grumpy in the morning in front of guests mind chatter mind chatter mind chatter mind chatter mind chatter stories all stories so just like let it be whatever it is And as long as I get a good sleep tonight, then that's all I can do, right? I'm responsible for myself. It will be whatever it's going to be. So what I wanted to say is that some, I'm just checking my final notes, Um, some stories and beliefs are really, really insidious. Like we don't even know that they're there until we're really stuck in something and we cannot move. This is where we need to start kind of really thinking about, um, well, getting conscious of our thoughts. Like what what am I actually thinking around this? What What is playing in my head? Hang on a minute. Is it true? Can I prove this to be a truth? Was there ever a time in my life when this wasn't true? Because if it isn't, if, then it couldn't be a truth because a truth is all the time. Like this is it. Done. So if you can prove that there's been a time when that hasn't been the case or something, Saskia said, we choose the narrative of our lives. We do. We actually really do, you guys. And we'll be delving into this more over the next three weeks. I'm going to take you further. I just wanted to say this today. Some are insidious. Some are going to just, you're not going to be consciously aware of them. They're so ingrained. It is so who you have accepted as yourself that you're just not even aware it's it's a story. Like, I don't know, all mine. Like, this is like peeling layers of an onion. And I'm always continually blowing my own mind when I go, oh, what? Oh, what? That is not, that's not true. If that's not the case, then, like, this is an action or this is a thought or this is 
a behaviour that I keep choosing? Do I want to choose this? Does this serve me? Like is this serving the, the highest version of Lisa? If it's not, go on, choose a new story. We can. We create. We choose the narrative of our lives, as Saskia said. So I want you to know that some will be very obvious <laughs> and some are probably already in your head right now. And what I encourage you to do is just write them down. Like areas of your life that you feel particularly kind of stuck or like there is something on repeat in your life, um, I want you to write them down. Actually write down some of the things that come into your head and see them on paper because when I started to do that, when I started to actually see some of my BS written down, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, people would laugh at me if they thought that this was how I was thinking about this. This doesn't even make sense. There is no proof of this. This is 100% fabrication. And what my intention is for my life is to remove, remove that stuff so that I can actually feel free to be the best, fullest version of Lisa not the Lisa that other people expect, not the Lisa that I've learned how to become, but like Lisa, who the F is she? That's what I kind of want to work out. I want to move through my life being able to make decisions that feel really aligned and really um, purposeful. And I can't do that while I'm sitting in my stories when they're the things that are ruling my decisions because they are just made up. So get conscious, start noticing these repeated stories that you are telling yourself and then um, make sure that you write them down and it's funny what will happen once they, it comes into your conscious awareness that you're making this up and then therefore if you continue to repeat that pattern, you're actually choosing it consciously, you start to go, oh, <laughs> maybe not then you'll be really surprised. I want you to just test this out. Come back to this post and tell me. Think about it overnight. Wake up tomorrow morning a few minutes earlier, write some stuff out, write some stuff out after this and actually actually do a little bit of work on it. And I would love you to report in what some of the things that came up for you are. Some of them are going to hurt because some of the stories are the horrible things that we say to ourselves, the horrible things. I am failing as a mother. Um, I'm a really, really bad wife. Um, I can't um, keep up. Like even that, like I can't keep up. I'm so overwhelmed. It's actually a story. It's actually something that if you're thinking that on repeat, you are keeping yourself overwhelmed because you are telling yourself that you that you are um, overwhelmed. You keep creating an overwhelmed reality. You, it's a story. It's actually a story that you're overwhelmed. You can be overwhelmed, but that that overwhelm has to be your life is a story because overwhelm doesn't have to be your life. You're choosing your life. We're going to delve deeper into this stuff as we go along. I don't want to get too into this kind of thing. Um, 
what did Kelly said on Instagram? I've had a psychologist refer to the mind chatter as the itty bitty shitty committee. Nice. Always discontent, whinging, seeing the worst. Yes, I like that. What was it? The itty bitty shitty committee. Love it. Who doesn't like that? Marie, I am not smart enough. What evidence? Like, seriously, has there ever been a time in your life where you felt kind of like you know your stuff? Then that proves that you are. I am not smart enough. Against what? What is your barometer for measuring what smart is? It's like me looking at my children. Often I'm learning these lessons through my kids. My kids are all so different. We just had parent-teacher interviews tonight. And um, are my son with his reading, what? Like it's just it's always been a little bit of a struggle. Whereas with maths, he's just like, Mom, give me a give me a um, a times. Mom, give me a plus. And I'll just, he'll just ask me to throw to throw numbers at him. It would be a complete story if he started to tell himself he wasn't smart because his reading he needed extra help with. Complete fabrication. The smart thing is real for a lot of people because of our education system. I can absolutely promise you you're smart enough, Marie. Um, we need to talk to ourselves the way we would a best friend with kindness. Yes, imagine the world if we spoke to ourselves kindly. What do our kids think when they're watching us, like internalised stuff? You know, like we should be just loving the pants off ourselves. That is our children's lesson. If they see their mums showing up for themselves like that, then it gives them permission to do it for themselves. So I hope that this helps. I hope that um, tonight has kind of laid a bit of the foundation of what stories are, how they're keeping you stuck, the fact that they're all made up, um, the fact that, you know, we have constructed lives based on things that are kind of not real. <laughs> and really, let, let this sink in. Oh, oops, just poured my tea all over myself. That was good. Good plan, Lisa. That's like the universe saying, hop off. Hop off, Lisa. Um, hey, I can see you guys on Instagram and um, Facebook. Thank you for joining me. We are going to be doing this every Wednesday night for the next month. Um, oh, Lizzie, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Um, so uh, think about this. Do the work. Notice your stories. Start to take notice of your stories. Write them down. Come back to this post and let me know what it is that you discover. We are diving deep into some of the really big stories. So next week we're going to be talking about I don't have enough time and what, you know, the, the different ways that that story can show up and how to bust it, baby, basically. Um uh, oh, cool. Do schools kill creativity? Yes. Sir Ken Robinson's The Element. Cool. Thanks for the tip, Tim. Um, this has been so great, says Christy. That's so awesome. Um, note to self, stop the stories. Yes, Carly. Um, I really want to encourage all you guys that you have so much more power than you realize. And I can't wait to dive further with you over the next few weeks. It's going to be 8.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time, Wednesday nights. 
We're diving deep on your stories to bust you through and get you to the other side. Um, yeah, Vanessa, um, it'll just sit here. It is recorded, so it will go to my Facebook page and stay on my Facebook page. So you can go back and watch it there um, anytime. Um, no problems, Julie. I love story thinking. I mean, stories are so good. They can be so powerful. They can elevate us. But the ones that are negative, we've got to kind of kick them to the curb because they're not doing us any favors. So if we're kind of making the whole thing up, let's make up stuff that serves us, right? I think that sounds like a good idea. Um, I think it's totally possible and I can't wait to share with you how. I will see you guys this time next week. Bye for now. For more inspiration, interviews and know-how, head to smallstepsliving.com. Small Steps Living, inspiring your best life one small step at a time. Hey there, are you subscribed to this podcast? Make sure you subscribe and you will be reminded every time a new episode drops. See you soon.